Chapter Five of Pearl Maiden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pearl Maiden by Henry Ryder Haggard, Chapter Five. Miriam is enthroned. Presently Nehushta found herself out of sight of the sea and among cultivated land, for here were vines and fig trees grown in gardens fenced with stone walls, also patches of ripening barley and of wheat in the ear, much trodden down as though horses had been feeding there. Beyond these gardens she came to a ridge, and saw beneath her a village of many houses of green brick some of which seemed to have been destroyed by fire into this village she walked boldly and there the first sight that met her eyes was that of sundry dead bodies upon which dogs were feeding on she went up the main street till she saw a woman peeping at her over a garden wall what has chanced here asked nehushta in the syrian tongue the romans the romans the romans wailed the woman the head of our village quarrelled with the tax-gatherers and refused to pay his dues to caesar so the soldiers came a week ago and slaughtered nearly all of us and took such sheep and cattle as they could find and with them many of the young folk to be sold as slaves so that the rest are left empty and desolate such are the things that chance in this unhappy land but woman who are you i am one shipwrecked answered nehushta and i bear with me a newborn babe nay the story is too long to tell you but if in this place there is any one who can nurse the babe i will pay her well give it me said the woman in an eager whisper my child perished in the slaughter i ask no reward nehushta looked at her her eyes were wild, but she was still young and healthy, a Syrian peasant. "'Have you a house?' she asked. "'Yes, it still stands, and my husband lives. We hid in a cave, but alas, they slew the infant that was out with the child of a neighbor. Quick, give me the babe!' So Nehushta gave it to her and thus miriam was nurtured at the breast of one whose offspring had been murdered because the head of the village had quarrelled with a roman tax-collector such was the world in the days when christ came to save it after she had suckled the child the woman led nehushta to her house a humble dwelling that had escaped the fire where they found the husband a wine-grower mourning the death of his infant and the ruin of his town to him she told as much of her story as she thought well and proffered him a gold piece which so she swore was one of ten she had about her he took it gladly for now he was penniless and promised her lodging and protection and the service of his wife as nurse to the child for a month at least so there nehushta stayed keeping herself hid and at the end of the month gave another gold piece to her hosts who were kindly folk that never dreamed of working her evil or injustice. Seeing this, Nehushta found yet more money, wherewith the man, blessing her, bought two oxen and a plough, 
and hired labor to help him gather what remained of his harvest the shore where the infant was born upon the wrecked ship was at a distance of about a league from joppa and two days journey from jerusalem whence the dead sea could be reached in another two days when nehushta had dwelt there for some six months as the babe throve and was hardy she offered to pay the man and his wife three more pieces of gold if they would travel with her to the neighbourhood of jericho and further to purchase a mule and an ass for the journey which she would give to them when it was accomplished the eyes of these simple folk glistened at the prospect of so much wealth and they agreed readily promising also to stay three months by jericho if need were till the child could be weaned so a man was hired to guard the house and vines and they started in the late autumn when the air was cool and pleasant of their journey nothing need be said save that they accomplished it without trouble being too humble in appearance to attract the notice of the thieves who swarmed upon the highways or of the soldiers who were set to catch the thieves skirting jerusalem which they did not enter on the sixth day they descended into the valley of the jordan through the desolate hills by which it is bordered camping that night outside the town at daybreak on the seventh morning they started and by two hours after noon came to the village of the essenes on its outskirts they halted while nehushta and the nurse bearing with them the child that by now could wave its arms and crow advanced boldly into the village where it would appear men dwelt only at least no women were to be seen and asked to be led to the brother ithiel the man to whom they spoke who was robed in white and engaged in cooking outside a large building averted his eyes in answering as though it were not lawful for him to look upon the face of a woman he said very civilly however that brother ithiel was working in the fields whence he would not return till supper-time nehushta asked where these fields were since she desired to speak with him at once the man answered that if they walked towards the green trees that lined the banks of jordan which he pointed out to them they could not fail to find ithiel as he was ploughing in the irrigated land with two white oxen the only ones they had accordingly they set out again having the dead sea on their right and travelled for the half of a league through the thorn scrub that grows in this desert passing the scrub they came to lands which were well cultivated and supplied with water from the jordan by means of wheels and long poles with a jar at one end and a weight at the other which a man could work emptying the contents of the jar again and again into an irrigation ditch in one of these fields they saw the two white oxen at their toil and behind them the labourer a tall man of about fifty years of age bearded and having a calm face and eyes that were very deep and quiet he was clad in a rough robe of camel's hair fastened about his middle with a leathern girdle and wore sandals on his feet to him they went asking leave to speak with him whereon he halted the oxen and greeted them courteously but like the man in the village turned his eyes away from the faces of the women nehushta bade the nurse stand back out of hearing and bearing the child in her arms 
said sir tell me i pray you if i speak to ithiel a priest of high rank among this people of the essenes and brother to the dead lady miriam wife of benoni the jew a merchant of tyre at the mention of these names ithiel's face saddened then grew calm again i am so called he answered and the lady miriam is my sister who now dwells in the happy and eternal country beyond the ocean with all the blessed for so the essenes imagined that heaven to which they went when the soul was freed from the vile body the lady miriam continued nehushta had a daughter rachel whose servant i was was he interrupted startled from his calm has she then been put to death by those fierce men and their king as was her husband demas nay sir but she died in childbirth and this is the babe she bore and she held the sleeping little one towards him at whom he gazed earnestly yes and bent down and kissed it since although they saw so few of them the essenes loved children tell me that sad story he said sir i will both tell it and prove it to be true and nehushta told him all from the beginning to the end producing to his sight the tokens which she had taken from the breast of her mistress and repeating her last message to him word for word when she had finished ithiel turned away and mourned a while then speaking aloud he put up a prayer to god for guidance for without prayer these people would not enter upon anything however simple and came back to nehushta who stood by the oxen good and faithful woman he said who it would seem are not fickle and light-hearted or worse like the multitude of your sex perchance because your dark skin shields you from their temptations you have set me in a cleft stick and there i am held fast know that the rule of my order is that we should have naught to do with females young or old therefore how can i receive you or the child of the rules of your order sir i know nothing answered nehushta sharply since the words about the colour of her skin had not pleased her but of the rules of nature i do know and something of the rules of god also for like my mistress and this infant i am a christian these tell me all of them that to cast out an orphan child who is of your own blood and whom a cruel fortune has thus brought to your door would be an evil act and one for which you must answer to him who is above the rules of any order i may not wrangle especially with a woman replied ithiel who seemed ill at ease but if my first words are true this is true also that those same rules enjoin upon us hospitality and above all that we must not turn away the helpless or the destitute clearly then sir least of any must you turn away this child whose blood is your blood and whose dead mother sent her to you that she might not fall into the power of a grandfather who has dealt so cruelly with those he should have cherished to be brought up among zealots as a jew and taught to make offering of living things and to be anointed with oil and blood of sacrifice no no the thought is horrible answered ithiel holding up his hands 
it is better far better that she should be a christian than one of that fanatic and blood-spilling faith this he said because among the essenes the use of oil was held to be unclean also above all things they loathed the offering of life in sacrifice to god who although they did not acknowledge christ perhaps because he was never preached to them who would listen to no new religion practiced the most of his doctrines with the greatest strictness the matter is too hard for me he went on i must lay it before a full court of the hundred curators and what they decide that will be done still this is our rule to assist those who need and to show mercy and to accord succor to such as deserve it and to give food to those in distress therefore whatever the court which it will take three days to summon may decide in the meanwhile i have the right to give you and those with you shelter and provision in the guest-house as it chances it is situated in that part of the village where dwell the lowest of our brethren who are permitted to marry so there you will find company of your own sex i shall be glad of it answered nehushta dryly also i should call them the highest of the brethren since marriage is a law of god which god the father has instituted and god the son has blessed i may not wrangle i may not wrangle replied ithiel declining the encounter but certainly that is a lovely babe look its eyes are open and they are beautiful as flowers and again he bent down and kissed the child then added with a groan of remorse alas sinner that i am i am defiled i must purify myself and do penance why asked nehushta shortly for two reasons i have touched your dress and i have given way to earthly passion and embraced a child twice therefore according to our rule i am defiled then nehushta could bear it no more defiled you puppet of a foolish rule it is the sweet babe that is defiled look you have fouled its garments with your grimy hand and made it weep by pricking it with your beard would that your holy rule taught you how to handle children and to respect honest women who are their mothers without whom there would be no essenes i may not wrangle said ithiel nervously for now woman was appearing before him in a new light not as an artful and a fickle but as an angry creature reckless of tongue and not easy to be answered these matters are for the decision of the curators have i not told you so come let us be going i will drive the oxen although it is not time to loose them from the plough and do you and your companion walk at a distance behind me no not behind in front that i may see that you do not drop the babe or suffer it to come to any harm truly it is sweet to look at and may god forgive me i do not like to lose sight of its face which it seems to me resembles that of my sister when she was also in arms drop the babe began nehushta then understanding that this victim of a rule already loved it dearly and would suffer much before he parted with it pitying his weakness she said only be careful that you do not frighten it with your great oxen 
for you men who scorn women have much to learn then accompanied by the nurse she stalked ahead in silence while ithiel followed after at a distance leading the cattle by the hide loops about their horns lest in their curiosity or eagerness to get home they should do some mischief to the infant or wake it from its slumbers in this way they proceeded to the lower part of the village till they came to a good house empty as it chanced where guests were accommodated in the best fashion that this kind and homely folk could afford here a woman was summoned the wife of one of the lower order of the essenes to whom ithiel spoke holding his hand before his eyes as though she were not good to look at to her from a distance he explained the case bidding her to provide all things needful and to send a man to bring in the husband of the nurse with the beasts of burden and to attend to his wants and theirs then warning nehushta to be very careful of the infant and not to expose it to the sun he departed to report the matter to the curators and to summon the great court are all of them like this asked nehushta of the woman contemptuously yes sister she answered fools every one why of my own husband i see little and although being married he ranks but low among them the man is forever telling me of the faults of our sex and how they are a snare set for the feet of the righteous and given to the leading of these same righteous astray especially if they be not their own husbands at times i am tempted indeed to prove his words true oh it would not be difficult for all their high talk i have learned as much as that for nature is apt to make a mock of those who deny nature and there is no parchment rule that a woman cannot bring to nothing yet since they mean well laugh at them and let them be say i and now come into the house which is good although did women manage it it would be better so nehushta went into that house with the nurse and her husband and there for several days dwelt in great comfort indeed there was nothing that she or the child or those with them could want which was not provided in plenty messages reached her even through the woman to ask if she would wish the rooms altered in any way and when she said that there was not light enough in that in which the child slept some of the elders of the essenes arrived and pierced a new window in the wall working very hard to finish the task before sunset also even the husband of the nurse was not allowed to attend to his own beasts which were groomed and fed for him till at length he grew so weary of doing nothing that on the third day he went out to plough with the essenes and worked in the fields till dark it was on the fourth morning that the full court gathered in the great meeting-house and nehushta was summoned to appear before it bringing the babe with her thither she went accordingly to find the place filled with a hundred grave and reverend men all clad in robes of the purest white in the lower part of that large chamber she sat alone upon a chair while before her upon benches ranged one above the other so that all could see were gathered the hundred curators it seemed that ithiel had already set out the case since the president at once began to question her on various points of her story 
all of which she was able to explain to the satisfaction of the court then they debated the matter among themselves some of them arguing that as the child was a female as well as its nurse neither of them could properly be admitted to the care of the community especially as both were of the christian faith and it was stipulated that in this faith they should remain others answered that hospitality was their first duty and that he would be weak indeed who was led aside from their rule by a libyan woman of middle age and an infant of a few months further that the christians were a good people and that there was much in their doctrines which tallied with their own next one made a strange objection namely that if they adopted this child they would learn to love it too much who should love god and their order only to this another answered nay they should love all mankind and especially the helpless mankind not womankind was the reply for this infant will grow into a woman now they desired nehushta to retire that they might take the votes before she went however holding up the child that all could see it as it lay smiling in her arms she implored them not to reject the prayer of a dead woman and so deprive this infant of the care of the relative whom that departed lady had appointed to be its guardian and of the guidance and directing wisdom of their holy order lastly she reminded them that if they thrust her out she must carry the infant to its grandfather who if he received it at all would certainly bring it up in the jewish faith and thereby perhaps cause it to lose its soul the weight of which sin would be upon their heads after this nehushta was led away to another chamber and remained there a long while till at length she was brought back again by one of the curators on entering the great hall her eyes sought the face of ithiel who had not been allowed to speak since the matter having to do with a great niece of his own it was held that his judgment might be warped seeing that he smiled and evidently was well pleased she knew her cause was won woman said the president by a great majority of this court we have come to an irrevocable decision upon the matter that has been laid before it by our brother ithiel it is for reasons which i need not explain that on this point our rule may be stretched so far as to admit the child miriam to our care even though it be of the female sex which carries to endure until she comes to a full age of eighteen years when she must depart from among us during this time no attempt will be made to turn her from her parents faith in which she has been baptized a house will be given you to live in and you will be supplied with the best we have for the use of our ward miriam and yourself twice a week a deputation of the curators will visit the house and stay there for an hour to see that the health of the infant is good and that you are doing your duty by it in which if you fail you will be removed it is prayed that you will not talk to these curators on matters which do not concern the child when she grows old enough the maid miriam will be admitted to our gatherings and instructed also by the most learned among us in all proper matters of letters and philosophy on which occasions you will sit at a distance and not interfere unless your care is required now that every one may know our decision we will escort you back to your house 
and to show that we have taken the infant under our care our brother ithiel will carry it while you walk behind and give him such instruction in this matter as may be needful accordingly a great procession was formed headed by the president and ended by the priests in the centre of the line marched ithiel bearing the babe miriam to his evident delight and nehushta who instructed him so vigorously that at length he grew confused and nearly let it fall thereon setting this detail of the judgment at defiance nehushta snatched it from his arms calling him a clumsy and ignorant clown only fit to handle an ox to this ithiel made no answer nor was he at all wroth but finished the journey walking behind her and smiling foolishly thus was the child miriam who afterwards came to be called the queen of the essenes royally escorted to her home but little did these good men know that it was not a house which they were giving her but a throne built of the pure gold of their own gentle hearts End of chapter five